0: Happy Thursday and welcome to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, as uh, we'll be with you here, uh, going through kind of the, the big headlines um, across Husker Nation. Um, and we've got a lot to get to. A great show on tap here as uh, we get ahead of the snowstorm, by the way. Steve Sipple, is just getting ready for another round of shoveling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'll believe it when I see it. I'm kind of that guy.
0: Yeah, I'm scheduled to speak in Springfield tonight at the Legion Hall, and they're still doing the event. And I'm like, gosh, I can, I hope I get out of there, but I will. Springfield Legion
1: Hall. Um, last time I went there, there were some detours, so be ready for that. It might be, I mean, I don't know, Sean. The snow thing, the cold's going to be the factor that. Let's not talk about weather. All right. Let's get get into the show. Super saver. I'm not in line at super saver.
0: People don't come to Husker on the headlines (laughs) to hear Steve Sipple and Sean Callahan speculate on the weather.
1: You ever stand in line at a grocery store? That's where you talk about the weather with with somebody. Not here.
0: Headline number one um, Nebraska goes into the portal again. They add Wake Forest wide receiver Jamal Banks. He's the second portal ad at receiver the big red have brought in this year he joins isaiah nayor uh, from texas both nayor and banks six three plus six four banks uh banks said on his visit he weighed 218 to 220 pounds oh, he, did. he said he's been eating well though because he's been on a lot of trips and this was a battle and i, I think sometimes there's people out there that say oh, who else wanted the guy um And you you look at, I was kind of floored how many visits Banks took. He visited Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Minnesota, Michigan, and Purdue. Pick Nebraska after a visit to Lincoln this past week. Now, some of those visits by Banks, I believe, took place in December as well.
1: Okay, so he has an affinity for the upper Midwest. Chooses Nebraska over some really good programs. I mean, really, really good programs. And it's a gigantic get, the best way I can put it is after they after Nebraska landed Isaiah Naor I looked at the receipt you know, you look at the receiver group, like yeah, it got a it got an upgrade. And now with the addition of Jamal Banks, I look at the receiver group with a lot of intrigue. A lot. Because now you, you add these two veterans to a, a good group of young receivers, Malachi Coleman, Jalen Lloyd, Jaden Doss.
0: Demetrius Bell coming uh, Dem- up the ranks.
1: Demetrius Bell coming up the ranks. Uh, we sometimes we don't mention Alex Bullock enough, but you got to, he had 15 catches last year. So now that group,
0: I mean, it looks pretty good. Well, and Garcia Castaneda, like he's a kind of a mystery. And we don't know about him yet. Off the injury. Yeah. We don't Second know about him. Second year in a row, he's, you know, not finished out a year for Nebraska.
1: Sean, there's been crickets. There's been crickets on him. Um, so I don't know what to make of that part. And I don't, I don't know if it's, I mean, I do respect uh, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, but I don't know if it's integral right now that to have him back. So they need these guys. Oh, they needed them. They needed them. They did. If they, if they, and, and let's, let's be real without Dylan Rayola. I don't know. I mean, you might, you might have him here and you might not.
0: And you look at, you know, this is the really the fourth year in a row that arguably yep. the number one receiver from Nebraska is going to come out of the portal. We'll see on that, but yeah, it definitely could happen. Like, I mean, on paper, the production of these two receivers says that one of these two gentlemen, yep. Naor or yep. Banks, will be the number one leading receiver on this team, receptions and yards. Yep. A year ago, uh, Billy Kemp led Nebraska out of Virginia. Mm-hmm. The previous year, Trey Palmer had a record year at Nebraska, and then Samore Torre. Uh, was drafted as a receiver from Montana. So, so was oh yeah, four four consecutive seasons.
1: Isn't that something? Yeah, Trey Palmer and Teray were pretty big play guys. Big play guys. Big, big yards per catch totals. Um, now Camp wasn't. Camp averaged eight point nine yards per catch. I now th- it'll be interesting on this. We talked about this this year and we kind of butted heads over it when you said Kemp's a number one receiver. <laughs> And I said, "Yeah, he is, but it's because
0: they don't really have a number one receiver.
1: Would Nayor Naor, or Banks fit that better? I think one I, of those guys could. I be think
0: more. going into the year, I give Banks the edge because he played the last two years. Yep, Naor is really productive. Hey, Naor has played one game in two years. Right. I mean, we're, we're solely going off of the Wyoming year, and if that receiver shows up, now they got two though. I mean." Dylan Raiola has to just feel 100% better about the receiver situation now just to add two grown men veterans. I mean, yeah. Two, two. one's a fifth year, one's a sixth year.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what you're talking about, Jamal, Jamal Banks last year, last year, I mean, this is just last year, 50, 59 catches for 653 yards, four TDs. Similar numbers in 2022, but with nine TDs. Nayor at Wyoming two, three years ago had 44 catches for 800 plus yards and 12 touchdowns in a season. That's tw- that that's the number that really gets me. So yeah, one of those guys, one of those guys will be number one. I would think now Nayor, I agree with you. He hasn't really done much since Wyoming, except he did have a really good spring at Texas and It was the spring of 2022, and he, Sean, he definitely could have been the number one there. He definitely raised eyebrows. I mean, all you got to do is go back and read quotes from Steve Sarkeesian. Um, I have my nephew is a Texas grad. And he said there there was excitement about Nayor.
0: Nayor was brought in to be almost a number one for Texas. I mean, yeah, I don't know that. You're,
1: that's, that's you. I don't know.
0: You well, his, right. ra- his ranking in the portal mm-hmm. and production at Wyoming mm-hmm. led me to believe that okay. Texas was bringing him in. Okay, I mean, he had USC and Old Miss and Florida and, and, and Tennessee. Those teams, you know, they saw that. I mean, everybody wanted him at that point. He was a huge commodity coming mm-hmm. out of Wyoming. He was. Um, big numbers at Wyoming and Good then the, numbers the Wyoming. injury set him back but Miami still was involved some other teams were involved um and I, I really think the opportunity to play with Dylan Raiola and just learning more about him meeting him was a huge selling point for both these receivers cuz who makes receivers look better quarterbacks
1: <laughs> yeah yeah or who, yeah exactly or who ma- who makes quarterback who makes quarterbacks look better receivers receivers right. they need
0: but but you know if okay if Neuer and Banks were running wild and wide open last year, do, would you have trusted Nebraska at the quarterback play to get them the ball consistently? Not necessarily. That's what I'm saying. Right? They they see the quarterback now. If Dylan Raiola is not here, I'm not sure they get either of these guys.
1: You
0: you might be right. Now
1: you did talk to Banks at length, and he did mention a lot of other factors. I mean, he loves the whole package. I was really struck by something he said to you, too. He told you, and this is something that I think as sports writers we overlook sometimes, how important it is to these players that a coach can show them discernible evidence of how they can develop them. He wants to play in the NFL. Garrett McGuire had to show Jamal Banks. This is how the blueprint. Yeah, this is the blueprint. I can, I can make you a better player and get you to the league but they have to be able to show it. Now, if he comes in here and Garrett McGuire fumbles through that conversation, he might not be here. Banks might not be here. And if you don't get Banks, Garrett McGuire might not be here. <laughs>
0: if you don't get players like that, you got to get guys like that. It's amazing, though, just in a year or two, how much more settled things seem where they're getting these guys. Where in year one, it just wasn't as easy to get these types of players in Nebraska. I mean, they got Billy Kemp. Mm-hmm. That was a big perceivable get at the yeah. time, Jeff Sims was a perceivable, but you know, they, they to get two receivers like this in one year, that's really yeah. impressive.
1: Yeah. I think when all this started, when you, when you, when you kind of, um, dug out the list of guys that we're going to visit here out of the portal, I think the immediate assumption was they're going to get one of the two received getting two was like pie in the sky almost. Yeah. Now, now fast forward, here we are. They got, they got both of them. And I got excited a few days ago last week, last week actually, when I started watching film of them. If, you, if you're if you a Nebraska fan and you're cynical, skeptical of all this, and you, you're you the guy or the woman who asked the question, well, they're only here because they couldn't make it at their other
0: place. Or NIL.
1: Yeah, if you're that person, go watch their film. Just go watch it and, t- and tell me what you think. It's real. Those plays that Naor made at Wyoming, they're real. Those play, I mean, you watch films of Banks and he's catching balls against ACC teams, catching balls against Florida State. And I mean, the numbers are the numbers. They put numbers up at, I mean, Banks put numbers up at a power five school.
0: And they just haven't had big bodied physical right. receivers. And look, right. Malachi Coleman's big body. I don't look at him yet as a physical receiver. He, he's going to get there, but he's still developing. He's still
1: developing, but I'll tell you what, I like that picture. If there's, if there's four wide out sets, and three of them are Nayor Banks and Malachi. That looks pretty good. Well, on
0: the speed of Malachi, the speed of Jalen Lloyd.
1: I like the way that looks. And I'm, I'm telling
0: you, Demetrius Bell, do not sleep on him this mm-hmm. spring. I think he's going to make a name for himself. And Alex Bullock's going to be in the rotation. You, you know that he might still start. I mean, it's really hard to say who that starting three would be today.
1: It's, yeah. And, you know, they, they rotate him. I'm still, I'm still on that kind of Jaden Doss train, to be honest. Um, I don't think we saw Jaden Doss. He
0: redshirted last year too. He played four games, and they 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 kept the shirt on him.
1: Came come, came off that August injury. I like what I saw, um, but he came off an August injury. I think Doss will be will be significant a significant factor n- next year. But anyway, I think what we're getting at here is the wide receiver room needed an upgrade, and it got a major upgrade.
0: Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. All right, before we take things to headline number two, Husker Online Headlines brought to you by our proud sponsor, Mm -hmm. Omaha Steaks. They've got a great promo and deal going on right now. Get 50% off site-wide on a lot of their, uh, almost all of their, uh, you know, big orders and boxes and items. And then after you spend, uh, there's an order minimum. Um, that you have to hit. But once you do that, we're going to take another $30 off that order uh, by simply using promo code Husker. Um, So 50% off already, and then they're going to get you $30 more off with promo code Husker at omahasteaks.com. And, you know, perfect time. Who wants to leave their house right now and go to the store? I went to the store, by the way, Steve Sippel, and it's... Was it packed? I mean, it's a a machete fight. Is it? Oh God! I mean, get people stocking up. Costco, forget about it. I mean, is that right? I love Costco. I live right next to it. But you know, you just don't want to mess with all the deal. Get the steaks delivered right to your door. Yeah. Omaha Steaks, fifty percent off. We're gonna give you thirty more dollars off. Use that promo code Husker at checkout. Um, And it's not just steaks. They got seafood and chicken and pork and side items, wine. Um, gift baskets, you name it. Um, there are a lot of great products at Omaha Steaks. We love them. Uh, locally owned, uh, managed by a Husker, Nate Rempe, a good friend of mine, is the president, CEO. See um, Matt Husker. I saw him, saw him this last week. I told him uh, we're getting some great response, Nate, on the ad. So, uh, thanks again to OmahaSteaks.com uh, for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Headline Show. Okay, headline number two. Nebraska adds a potential starter on the offensive line. And Micah Mazuka from Florida, 11-game starter a year ago, started 10 games the previous year at Baylor. So they're bringing in a 21-game starter. Now, he visited Nebraska a year ago. Mm-hmm. Surpri- I say surprisingly. He surprisingly picked Florida over Nebraska. And I remember that night because there was a Husker basketball game going on, and we were yeah. kind of waiting around for his announcement. And we all assumed he was going to Nebraska. Yeah, we was, had
1: stories written.
0: It was a perceived blow um, that they lost Mazuka. Um, He's leaving Florida after one year. He didn't, to our knowledge, take an official visit this go-around. He didn't. And Oh, he didn't take one to Nebraska. Did not. Yeah. Um, no, but he didn't. I know he did He was a real recruit to Baylor. Um, he's from Philadelphia, which we know the Philadelphia ties on the staff run deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot there. And now he'll play his final year and you know it's undetermined how he's coming in and you know this is kind of splitting hairs now with college football with the scholarships and walk-ons and NIL and transfer portal things the bottom line is they're bringing in uh, a guy that has a pretty good chance to win a job on the line
1: real good chance he's a 21 game starter already now you lose nordy noeli at one guard and and piper at the other you're now, Henry well, Lundin? we
0: assume Piper's gone, Um, you know, as far as yeah, health. I shouldn't
1: say you lose him because he could come back. Latovsky is is in this conversation, and then maybe
0: a Sam sledge. But yeah, I, I think it Mazuka, it sets up for him. It really it does. It really does. And they laid it out to him. Sure. And you probably
1: if you look at the depth chart as a Nebraska fan, you probably feel before Mazuka Before Mazuka's commitment, you feel a little bit better about tackle probably than guard. And now you feel much better about guard.
0: I'd love to know, and I got Micah on the phone yesterday. He he, uh, declined interviews, so it was hard to get a lot of details from him. He's a grown man. He's a fifth year in college, you know, and a guy like that, you want to talk to him directly and kind of get some thoughts, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) not one for interviews is what I gather. That's okay. I mean, tough Philly kid.
1: Well, yeah, and that fits kind of with his offensive line coach. I mean, Donovan Rayola is really not one for interviews. Donovan Rayola has a hard edge, pretty hard edge. Kids play hard for him. And I kind of, I actually kind of like that, 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 I mean, offensive linemen are kind of that way, Sean, you gotta, they'll talk. They're the smartest guys on the team usually, or if, if you're typecasting a group, the offensive line I've always felt was the smartest guys, but they're not always big talkers.
0: I'd be curious though why he left Florida after one year.
1: Why do you do that? Don't do that. I know. I'm, no, I'm not, just, I'm, 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 because Sean. Yeah, you just no, don't know why kids. Yeah, you
0: it. don't know. No, it's just an interesting deal because yeah. he could have come here and won a job last year at Nebraska too. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the 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 transfer portal is just a mystery. How it's kind of I,
1: I don't try to figure it out anymore. But I mean, now some of, some some of these. Players that transfer, it's pretty evident why they would, and some of them you just have no idea.
0: So now you're looking at an O line. Let's assume. Do it. Prohaska stays at left tackle. Do it. Yeah. Ben Hart right tackle. Right. Ben Scott center. It's
1: pretty good right there. And then
0: you got a guard now, Mazuka. Yeah. And then you probably have a battle for the other guard spot between Justin Evans Jenkins. Yes. Thank you. Turner Corcoran. Yep. Or slam Sam Sledge or Henry Litowski. You got a pretty good. You got a pretty good battle there in the interior. I named off eight guys that can play.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, Sean, this is getting so – God, I hate to do this because people get mad when we get overly excited. But, man, they have – I mean, they have upgraded. It, it looks – like right now, I don't mind saying Nebraska looks like a pretty good team. They look pretty good to me. You know, they don't – this doesn't look like a team that you're like – Oh boy, I don't know if they're ready. I don't know if they're ready for this new
0: big ten. Oh, I think they're pretty ready. Okay, think about their weaknesses a year ago. Quarterback. Big Who, they got a five-star, number one guy in the country. We'll see how that looks. He's just a he's just a young man, but he's got the talent. Okay. He does. Yeah. Running back, they were thin on bodies and they lost Keon Lacy. What do they do? They basically get a better version of Keon Lacy from a year ago. Yeah. And he's got 3 years of eligibility uh dante Dal. Dal-, Dal- and you Dal- got your health back you 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 think and you get those guys back receiver it was i mean they were playing kids out there mm-hmm. what do they do they had two grown men <laughs> oh, a fifth and a six year guy that are oh. both six three both over 200 pounds and one banks was making big catches a year ago in a power five conference and then on the o-line they get almost another version of a ben scott type of player mm-hmm. a guy that's proven Proven and he has an edge to him. Too. I mean, this is not taking Hunter Anthony or Kevin Williams. No, you know, guys that had not really ever started where they're at before. No, it's way different. This is not Jacob Hood. No, this is not the other guy from Utah they took Tyler Kanak. Uh Kanak. I mean, though Knack, this, this is, is a proven 21 game starter. So give Matt Rule a lot of credit. I think they have upgraded I some do. key areas without, hey, without overdoing it in the portal. Right.
1: The one benefit too, and I things move so quickly, and we're we're always kind of scrambling. It seems like get ready, spring football's got to be great. It's gonna be it's spring football is gonna be fun to cover. By the
0: way, I was scrambling so hard, work I I hit my head this morning.
1: Yeah, you hit your head. You look like you took one from Ron Stander, the old bluff butcher. The Full Bluffs disclosure, butcher.
0: it's I I was loading our fridge and freezer at the same time because I wanted to get to the store before. Lincoln got crazy, which I, I accomplished that part. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of loading that, messing with the Jamal Banks interview, and getting here for the show, I managed to hit my head on the shelf of a refrigerator. Yeah, the side shelf. So, <laughs>
1: but we are—we always—it seems like we're always scrambled in
0: January. But think about just if
1: you're a Nebraska fan and you're kind of depressed that football's over. The national championship game was on Monday. There's there's no games ahead. Think about spring football in in, in our March. shoes, spring in our shoes. Spring football can be pretty laborious in our, as a media member. It will not be laborious this year with uh, with these additions and with the big horse at quarterback. It It's not going to be laborious. It's going to be really interesting.
0: And, you know, spring game tickets generally go on sale right around that signing day in February. Mm-hmm. I would imagine fill it up. There's going to be a good crowd for the spring. I think game it'll game. be full. I think it'll be full.
1: I, I, I mean, I think people, Dylan's, Dylan Raul is a big part of that. But then adding these key pieces, I fill the stadium.
0: Okay, let's uh, move things on. Headline number three: massive news in the coaching world as three icons moved on uh, on Wednesday, starting with Alabama's Nick Saban, who will retire. Seventeen seasons in Tuscaloosa, you know, won six national championships, had two runner-up finishes, seven national championships overall. Seven, the counting is LSU LSU, one, then. played in 8 of the 10 college football playoffs, 8 yeah. of the 10. Yeah. had 4 Heisman trophy winners yeah. during his time in Alabama. 49 first rounders,
1: 49 first round, 49 first rounders.
0: Unbelievable run when you look at what Nick Saban accomplished and you know, Osborne was special and and did so much in his 25 years. Um and you you said to yourself who could top that? Well, Nick Saban did. I mean, it's topped it's, everybody. It's it he's the modern day bear bryant bear bryant won six national titles
1: at alabama so so saban matched him he won seven total yeah saban the the one one of the stats that jumps out to me is that saban guided alabama to nine wins in the sec championship game he won the sec championship game more than Half the time he was at Alabama, I, that is that's that's breathtaking. The other thing that that's breathtaking to me about Saman is the impact he had on Tuscaloosa, and and in particular the University of Alabama. Since two thousand seven, they've increased Alabama's increased enrollment by ten thousand students. Now think about. The University of Nebraska increasing
0: enrollment by 10,000 students. And let's just say that's worth 30 grand ahead. <laughs> yeah. The econ- the economic impact is ridiculous. Well, just think what that does to like the Target in town. Yeah. The wall- Walgreens. Yeah. The Hy-V. Yeah. The, Hy-Vee, yeah. the, the rail yard. Buy. The rail
1: yard, you know.
0: The subway. I mean, yeah. Everything. 10,000 more
1: students. It wasn't just that. He had a huge economic impact on
0: that area. But. 10,000 is a, that's a
1: tangible number that really
0: gets you. Well, like when Nebraska was rolling in the nineties, like there were guys in my fraternity that I knew that like a kid that I was friends with from Houston, Texas, he went here cause he liked the football. Yep. And that happened. His family had a money lot. and they could have gone anywhere he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to come here because he wanted to go to a school with great football.
1: Yeah. And and a that, lot of
0: students for the experience. Yep.
1: Exactly it raises the profile of a university. It raises the profile, not of just the athletic program, of the entire university. And that's, I mean, that's what Saban did. But yeah, that, he's an icon. He's the, you know, you just say now he's the best to ever do it at the college level. Um, and we'll talk in the next segment about possible replacements. Have you ever met Saban? No, I've never met him.
0: I've, I've only had that him. one encounter with him. When,
1: and that was.
0: So the 08 Senior Bowl. In Mobile, Alabama, Saban had just finished his first year at Alabama.
1: Yeah, first year. That's and
0: right. his offensive coordinator, I think, either got fired or or moved on after mm-hmm. one year. And so he was in the midst of interviewing Sean Watson, Bill, um, who was initially reta- he was retained by Bo Pelini at that point. Right. And I sat next to the Colorado offensive line coach, who was with the Cleveland Browns now at that point. And just pure, just Sean Callahan luck, mm-hmm. and the guy was one of Sean Watson's best friends. And what did he say? He said, "I'll tell you, Sean. He goes, Nebraska better pay him because Sean Watson to Sean Watson because he's got the Alabama job offer." And I remember we reported that, and we weren't working together obviously right. way back then. And right. Pelini was Pelini almost was fired up that that report was out. There. Fired up would be an understatement. Yeah. And what he said, you tell your boy Callahan. Yeah he better have the right story. Right. Cuz if he doesn't, he's 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 done. Well, Bo Pelini challenged me. He yeah. he acted like I didn't have the story. So I went up to Nick Saban
1: mm-hmm. at the
0: senior bowl, which is not easy to do. No. And he <laughs> shooed me away. Did he? Early. And then I came back at him again. I made another run at him and he confirmed to me that he interviewed Sean Watson um and Sean Watson decided to stay in Nebraska. And he thought he Sean Shooed had- you
1: away initially?
0: Yeah. Oh, I made another run I mean you, you were on my ass and you, you go, you better be right, Sean, you yeah. better be right. Cause you're going to be in trouble. And I'm like, well, okay. So and then a couple of weeks later, I run into John Papuchis. Yeah. He worked, he worked for Saban at LSU. Mm-hmm. He was there a little bit. He goes, how did you do that? He goes, you you don't just generally get to go up to Nick Saban and mm-hmm. interview him like that. And I go, I just did. Well you took a good victory lap there. Is there anything else you want to get out uh, out? But that's <laughs> that, that's my only encounter with Saban. Yeah. And, and I've never had an now, encounter. Now that was like 07 Nick Saban, who was like six and six or six and seven. They, they you know, they went to the independence bowl that year and they lost to Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was two
1: thousand seven, I think, actually.
0: They played Colorado, Dan yeah. Hawkins. Right. In, I remember in, the game. In the in I do in, in, the, Shreveport. in the Mecca of Cities for Steve Sipple, Shreveport, Shreveport, Louisiana.
1: Think how far now, think about that. What and then what transpired at Alabama? What he built from there? Oh, god, yeah, he just you know,
0: hiring Jim McElwain as the OC after Sean Watson chose to stay.
1: That's who it was. Okay,
0: Colorado State, yeah. Um,
1: McElwain could call plays. Anyway, that's 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 really interesting. So now also Belichick.
0: Bill Belichick, who's also a close friend um, with Nick Saban. Yeah. And Pete Carroll. Here's so, another fun fact. Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, all Croatians. Whoa. All Croatian heritage. <laughs> really? I, I proudly say that because I grew up in the Croatian neighborhood in Omaha, South Omaha. I there.
1: no. Wait a second. Really? All three are Croatians. I'll be damned. I thought you are gonna say. I thought you were gonna say all three are defensive minded guys. Croatian it's way heritage. more interesting. Yeah, isn't that interesting heritage. though? Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: it, it just speaks to. I don't know what it speaks to. I mean, that's just kind of a. It's fun fact. Just the culture. The hit. I mean that. Yeah,
1: I don't know what it speaks to, but they all they all are defensive. They all came up on the defensive side of the ball too, which I think is informative, um, and they're all ridiculously accomplished. So it is. A, is a, it? I mean, Sean. I don't know about you, but it'll take me a few days to put it all in perspective. Like it hasn't even hit me yet. Really just Saban, the Saban news. Ha- I haven't fully
0: grasped it at this point. Well, and Pete Carroll, if he stayed at USC, who knows? He he could have been equally as tenured as Saban. Yeah. Or
1: equally successful. His
0: Reggie Bush, Matt Leinhardt, that run, mm-hmm. those teams were as good as any teams were, in the, in they, the era.
1: Yeah, they were, they were, um, And you know, interestingly, at Seattle, he was basically forced out. That's my read.
0: He's seventy-two years old. He wanted to keep coaching, though. He
1: said he feels great. He, he, Sean, he, he wasn't well. He, they weren't gonna bring him back.
0: He's gonna stay within the organization, though. Is what I read. Is that
1: right? Now, Belichick, you wonder if he'll land somewhere else. I, I don't know that he's. I don't know that he's done coaching. Although he's in that same age range, they're all, all three are either seventy-one or seventy-two. So, I don't, it doesn't like there's speculation already of Belichick coaching somewhere else.
0: Could he be like a Tom Coughlin type where he's like a behind the scenes guy for an organization, a Grand Poobah GM? Hmm. You know, I don't know. I suppose,
1: I suppose that's possible. But I'm what I'm telling you is there's people already talking about him coaching elsewhere. A lot of jobs open. Yeah. I don't know what you do there. You, you gotta, I mean, I hate to be the, the age guy, but how much zip does he have left now? Saban, I wish I had my, I wish I had the story in front of me. I should have Saban told his players and you can read this on ESPN.com. He told his guys that a, a big reason, if not the main reason he's getting out is because of the way college football has changed. Nil transfer portal it's not as much as a team game anymore he he laid that on the line to his guys which I found to be fascinating
0: and I, I think when you see teams like what old Miss is doing kind of buying a roster what Missouri's been able to do what Miami what a, what Am what Texas mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean they're buying rosters at a high rate I mean yeah to the point where they might and this is coming from a source in Missouri, Missouri is going to spend between 12 and 15 million for the roster next year. Hmm. And I would say the reasonable range for the, the ha- the, the powerful programs is probably five to 10 range. Okay. And they, so and, they've exceeded it And Missouri. And I'm sure old miss is in this camp. They're going to be well over that. And it's like, what if you're Alabama, it's like, it's like, does Nick Saban want to get involved in that? kind no, of stuff? No, it's see,
1: here's the, there's an interesting conversation there. It's a matter of principle with a guy like Saban. And does he want to play that game? Now, this isn't simple talking. All you got to do is go read the ESPN.com story about his retirement. Sources told Chris Lowe that he told his guys he's not comfortable with the way college football is now and used it as one of the reasons he's getting out. Lane Kiffin is pretty outspoken about it. He's not comfortable, but he does play the game. You know, and that's the way, that's what I would counsel a coach to do. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like it, but well, you have to
0: participate. And Alabama is a very attractive job. But I, I I, think now that we've expanded to 12, there are way more access routes to the playoff where you don't need to be at Alabama to get in the playoff. You can be at Oregon. You can be at Ole yeah, Miss. You know, when the SEC in the Big Ten comprised six of the seven, six to seven of the 12 bids every year. Um, You know, I I think a lot of these coaches like Dan Lanning at Oregon, like I don't need to go there because replacing the legend is not easy. Let's get let's go into headlines. Yeah. We're let's now. get into headline number four. And I, I kind of tease it. Mm-hmm. What does Alabama do next? And I find this from a Nebraska angle, interesting too, on Alabama. So Greg Byrne, the son of former Nebraska athletic director, Bill Byrne is the athletic director of Alabama. Well, Bill Byrne was the AD at Nebraska when Tom Osborne retired mm-hmm. But Osborne named Solich his successor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Totally different circumstance there. And I do think if Saban wanted to probably name a successor, I'm sure he could have. But I don't know if there's anybody there. I can tell you there's not. There's nobody
1: at Alabama right now. Tommy Reese is the offensive coordinator. He's a young guy. He's only been there
0: one year. How would you like to be him, by the way? He left Notre Dame Mm -hmm. to go there for that opportunity. Well, get, get to your point. There's nobody there.
1: I mean, Tommy Reese is the O.C., Kevin Steele, the former Nebraska linebackers coach, was the defensive coordinator. He retired. So there's nobody in-house he would name. So it is a different situation. But Greg Byrne has a really tough job now in identifying the successor to a legend. Now, Greg Byrne, I'm told, doesn't use a search firm. Um, Bill Byrne was kind of that way too, wasn't he? I think so. so search Greg firms Byrne,
0: weren't really around
1: back then. So Dan, so Dan Lanning, we know as of this taping, he's out. Dan Lanning would have made sense. Dan Lanning was a defensive coordinator in 2021 at Georgia for a great defense,
0: the second best defense in the nation. Lanning's out, though, already, right? Dan Lane's out. Honestly, I think that's smart. Like, I don't, he's got a good thing going into Oregon. Loaded. They're coming in the Big Ten. They have this guy named Phil Knight, who, as Mark Banker joked, is the owner of the Oregon football team. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why would you leave that? Well, I,
1: for the, because Alabama's more prestigious. I'm with you though. If you win a national title at Oregon, it's never been done, and you are you've won the first one. If you won one if you win one at Alabama, it's still not enough. It's in the teens and it's not, not necessarily enough. So I understand why Dan Lanning didn't take it. Lanning's only 37 years old, too. He'll have, I mean, he can move on later. Now, would you go – I would probably go if I were Greg Byrne, and I don't know if Sark would take it, Steve Sark – I'd go to Sarkisian right now. But you're dealing with the Texas checkbooks. Yes, you are. Um, Sarkisian is really well-liked in Tuscaloosa. I didn't know that until last night when I was looking into this. Sarkisian is popular. He would be a popular hire, in part because he called the offense in 2020 for the national champions, for the Alabama national champions, and the offense was fourth in the country. So And he called the offense in 2019, too, when they went to the Citrus Bowl. But Sark would be the next I'd go to, and th- he's 49, by the way. Then I'd go to DeBoer if Sark turns it down. What about James Franklin? Oh, he's viable. I, I would not write him off, but he would be down the list, I think. Franklin? Like yeah. Ryan
0: Day would... would this doesn't. I think Ryan Day would look at it, but I don't know if they'd come to him. I wrestle with
1: that. It's not a upgrade. Is the job an upgrade? Probably not. But, but like, you could
0: say that about Texas too. Is a job? I an think upgrade. maybe Ryan. If Ryan Day feels pressure, um, unappreciated. Yes. Uh, yeah. I should have said unappreciated
1: instead of pressure. Yeah. I just don't know if they would get today. I don't
0: know. That's uh, no day's interesting to me. If Luke Fickle was still at Cincinnati, rolling, would he have been a candidate for this job right now? <laughs> Depends how far down the list
1: you get. I, I just think the list, it's Lan- – I think the top three would have been Lanning, Sarkeesian, and DeBoer. And I vacillate, honestly, on whether
0: I would go to DeBoer next or Sarkeesian One, next. Could they pay DeBoer $10 million at Washington if, they, if that's what it would take to keep him there? Good question. Because that's what – I mean, I'm sure it's going to get to that number. DeBoer, some people are going to say he's only been an FBS
1: head coach for four years. So he's, he's a little, he's 49, but he's kind of lightly tested. Why I keep saying DeBoer, and you notice we don't say Lane Kiffin, why I don't say, why I say DeBoer and a guy like Sarkeesian because they're buttoned-down coaches, they're not loose on Twitter. Alabama's a buttoned-down, kind of tradition-rich, honorable program. It's not an outpost. I don't mention Lane. I love Lane Kiffin. You know that I love him. But I don't think Lane fits in a place like Nebraska or a place like Alabama, um, where he's going to be on Twitter saying crazy stuff. And you know, I just—all I due respect to Lane, he's really—he's obviously done a great job at Ole Miss, and he's a pain in Alabama's ass. But he—I don't think he belongs at Alabama.
0: It's eerily similar to how Tom Osborne's relationship was with Monty Kim completely different personalities monty kiffin a genius defensive coordinator Mm -hmm. lane kiffin worked for nick saban just like monty kiffin worked for tom osborne point and and you know they they have it's it's very similar and it is very similar in
1: that they're disparate
0: personalities they're different like osborne and monty it just was never going to be a long-term working relationship because monty wanted to be the head coach mm
1: -hmm. i go back to Deboer. why because how quickly he flipped Washington. Not only that, what I see—that's a tough team. They were tough. I mean, 97th in total defense—that's a red flag a little bit. Washington was 97th in total defense, but I watched that defense against Michigan. They got gapped a couple times early, but they were, they settled
0: in. Were tough. I mean, that was a tough. That was a tough bunch of dudes. Well, and the infrastructure's in place at Alabama where they'll get players for Deboer. And I, I think what we've learned about DeBoer is, oh, if he has if, if you told him to go coach York College, he'd be good. He'd figure out a way to get him in line.
1: Oh God, Sioux Falls was a Sioux Falls. He lost three games in like five years.
0: Or I so. remember the game that really got my attention at Sioux Falls. They were still in AIA. okay, and they played FCS Division One, okay. North, North Dakota, not North Dakota State, North yeah. Dakota. Yeah, and they destroyed him. See, that gets your that I get mean your attention when it like a imagine like Don. Mm-hmm are like Concordia going up and beating an FCS team. I totally agree.
1: So in two years, he's 25 and three at Washington. Um, And I just know what I saw. I mean, Washington, see Washington to beat Oregon. That game surprised me because I thought Oregon, Oregon's ready made big 10 because they're so physical and Washington beat them. I mean, so now there's a, uh, and i will say this about alabama i think they got to move fast i don't think you want to you don't want to deal well the portal's
0: there. open yeah. so their players have 30 days oh, god and can you imagine the tampering and contacting going yeah, on i can't imagine And there's that. no assistant imagine the assistant coaches there mm-hmm. how many of those guys keep their job a lot of those guys are probably figuring out where they're going to go greg burns working right now it's safe to say
1: i mean I it's mean, safe to say you you can't Sean, would you want to go past this weekend? By Sunday, they'll have a coach. That's what I think, too. And I think by Monday, there'll be a press conference. And if they don't, it's because they're getting turned down. We've seen it at Nebraska. We saw t- when before they hired Callahan, how many did they cycle through? How many did Peterson get turned down by? A lot. A lot. It, and, and how long did that search go? 41 days. It was a nightmare.
0: Remember when they called the press conference to basically calm everybody down? Yeah. After Houston Nutt um turned it down
1: yeah sure the search went 41 days 41.
0: yeah they missed the entire that was before the early signing day but that can't happen to Greg and Byrne. they got lucky because Bill Callahan um I I say lucky but he became available mm-hmm. after they had been turned down by several several people several. Too like, many to name. Greg Greg Byrne
1: can't let it go like that. I mean, it would be a national disaster. Now, could
0: like a NFL guy? Like, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like Vrabel. Yeah, Vrabel makes sense. Like that would be a good hire. I hate. Now I know people on, they're going to kill us in
1: the comments for saying that, but I Vrabel. He's a football guy. I think he would make sense. Now you wonder, can he run a recruiting organization? You know, that's that's what it that's what it kind of comes down to can he can he do
0: that when i wonder about you know bob welton was at nebraska he came here with bob the, welton there's a name he came with scott frost that was one of the only outside hires scott frost made when he came he left lincoln after about three or four months to go Why? to run the recruiting operation for nick saban okay so you wonder i would assume bob welton is safe at alabama for now because he's he might be the most important guy there at this oh point my god
1: yeah, this, this is this, I guarantee it's intense in Tuscaloosa right now. Intense.
0: Yeah, it's – um. the board fascinate me because I, I do think that would be a, a great hire, but does he want that?
1: I don't know. That's the question.
0: Sark's the same way, Sean. I mean, the, would
1: Sark take the job? Okay, then, then once you get past Lanning, who turned it down, looks – did he turn it down, do you think? What he, about, like, a wild card? Did, like, did, now, hold on. Did Lanning turn it down or he just remove his name from consideration?
0: Um, just told his team he's staying. So, I assume he – yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to assume he was in consideration. Yeah. Would Lincoln Riley not be in consideration? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't rule that out.
1: I wouldn't rule that out. I would not – if I were the AD, though, they just lose five, right, USC? And you watched their defense. It was terrible. No, I mean, if I were the AD, I'd say no-go on Lincoln Riley. It's an offensive-minded coach. Defense was terrible. It, it, come on.
0: No, I wouldn't do
1: that. I wouldn't. It's just a five-loss season, Sean.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be wild how this all plays out. Might not be wild. He might have. Hey, for all we know, Byrne has his guy right now. He and might have it. Getting the contract yeah. ironed up. I hope he does for his sake. I hope he does. All right. Uh, let's take it to final headline. Nebraska basketball gets a huge win this week, taking down number one Purdue, the Huskers' first win over a number one-ranked team since 1982. Were you there? Do you remember that game, Steve? I didn't say you were there. Do you remember that game? I was 16. Um, Yes, I do. I I
1: remember it was at Missouri.
0: Pavelka called that game, which is amazing. Pavelka
1: called it, and it was raucous in the Hearns Center in Columbia Steve Stepanovich was the center for Missouri and a damn good one. I mean, it's like a one of the best in the country. Yeah, Missouri was number one. I think now this is I'm gonna get myself in trouble. I think they had John Sunvold and Anthony Peeler. Um, Peeler might have came on later, but anyway,
0: yeah, it was a it was a monumental moment in Nebraska when they see and there. I I was that stat stunned me because I thought some of those Kansas wins in the knee era that one maybe one of them was a the number one
1: rank win. No, 82, 1982, and I, I think it's only happened. Nebraska beating the number one is five times now. Just five times.
0: So yeah, it doesn't happen. But what what a night for Fred for the players. I mean, the way they shot the ball, they could have about they could have beat about anybody.
1: You know, yeah, I yeah,
0: can't push back on that. They beat the number one team handily. I mean, they won by six. To the point where Purdue didn't even try to foul. They Late. they I mean, the last two minutes, Purdue just pulled back.
1: There's nothing I would, you can't diminish this win. I mean, it's, they, they handled Purdue Purdue. I watched Purdue. I happened to watch Purdue on Friday night. They played Illinois at home. I'm not diminishing the win, but I'm going to tell you this. My thought was uh, as I was watching that game is, is if Purdue's number one, it's not a great year in college basketball. I, I, and I said that, I said that on my show on, on Monday, they're not, they're good. And it's a great win for Nebraska, a real meaningful win for Fred. Now the key, Sean, is going to Iowa on Friday and winning because you want to show that you're – I mean, Nebraska basketball has been defined by mediocrity for a long time, defined by mediocrity. And the hallmark of mediocrity is inconsistency. And what would be more inconsistent than beating the number one team handily and then losing to Iowa? It it would just – you'd kind of be like, okay, same old stuff. One, Wisconsin, by the way, that's a good team they lost to on the road. Really good. I would – I was telling you and Rob the other day, I watched Wisconsin against Nebraska, and then that was after I watched Purdue. And my thought was, I'm not sure sure Purdue's better than
0: Wisconsin. Well, right now, Wisconsin already has a two-game lead over Purdue. Yeah. And they play head-to-head. So, if Wisconsin wins the head-to-head – that's essentially a four game lead is yeah. the tiebreaker would go to them at that point. So Wisconsin Was- you is can really argue, is in the driver's seat early. Wisconsin undefeated is, is really interesting
1: because you, when you think about Wisconsin with Greg guard and probably even before him, you don't think of them as an offensive team. Now, all of the sudden they're putting up big numbers on offense. Greg guard has sort of changed the way he's doing things. So I, those two look like the best teams in the league, and I'm not sure Purdue's the best team. I, I, Wisconsin look is playing every bit as good as Purdue well, right when
0: now. Fred Hoiberg has developed this magic formula how to guard Edie. Yeah, they I mean, it's job. like nobody in the country can guard Edie other than Nebraska. It, <laughs> I, I mean, like they, they just they, they figured out a way. I will tell you another team to watch. I, I still think Northwestern really is a sleeper. I mean, they, they beat ha- Purdue. They've beaten Purdue. Mm -hmm. Um, They did lose to Mississippi State earlier in their schedule. They have the one bad loss though to Chicago State.
1: Ooh, that is a bad. They're
0: twelve and three, um, but they they beat they and their other loss came to Illinois. But they're coming off back to back wins now over Michigan State Mm -hmm. and Penn State. That's good. Those are pretty good. I mean, Penn State's eight and eight, but
1: um, and Saturday at eleven
0: a.m. we'll see Wisconsin play. Northwestern—that's a big game. That's a big, okay. game. That's That's a big, big game. game. Yeah, it's big. But yeah, Iowa, Nebraska—they could catch a break with the crowd because nobody will be there because of the snow. Yeah, I mean, um, Iowa City this week already got 15 inches. They got oh. what, well, they got what we got, but it was full snow. We okay. had a lot of rain yeah. mix, so it melted. Mm-hmm. So they had, and they're getting ten. They're supposed to get around ten more inches Friday. I don't have a scouting report on Iowa, other than to say they're not—you
1: know—they're lower. They're a lower division. Big 10 team right now.
0: Is uh, it, I mean, do you think, I don't want to speak out of Turner, but do you think this feels like the end for Fran McCaffrey there? Like I don't how, know
1: that. I will not go there. I, I don't follow it.
0: I still think me. like Darren DeVries, the Drake coach, Gets would be a, would be a home run hire for Iowa mm-hmm. after.
1: I'd have to look at what Drake's doing this year. They're good. Are they?
0: I mean, his son is an NBA player. Yeah, he's a he would be a a natural successor for sure. He's, I don't know if this is it for
1: Fran though, and I'm not going to rule out. I'm not going to. I don't know what. I again. I just want to make it clear. I. I wish I would have. I wish I could have scouted out Iowa. I Have it. I. I just think Nebraska. I think Nebraska has a great chance to go there and win.
0: They, they've played well there. I mean, Fred has gotten yeah. his teams to play well in Iowa City, pretty well over the years too. But yeah, you look at this Iowa team. They're nine and six. Yeah. Um, they're seven and one at home. Okay. You know they 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 lost to Creighton in Omaha by eight, so they played Creighton fairly tough. Played them tougher in Nebraska. Um, they lost to Oklahoma in San Diego. Oklahoma has been ranked. I don't know if they still are. Um, they beat Seton Hall in San Diego. Okay, um, but they've got a twenty point law lo- or nineteen point loss to Purdue. Uh, they got smoked by Iowa State, ninety to sixty five. That was a name. Smoked. Michigan beat them in Iowa City. Hmm. 90 to 80, and Michigan's down this year. They're down. Um, so Iowa has not, and then Wisconsin beat them by 11. So you go down the list of schedule here. Um, they just got a nice win though. They beat Rutgers in Iowa City uh, by nine.
1: Now Fred, Fred has a team. He has a team. It's a they are very much. Uh, there's good chemistry. They, they, and what I've been said, what I've been saying consistently is they put shooters around K. So it's they don't they don't have to lean on Casey. Bryce Williams is a is a marksman. Rink Mass can shoot it. They have they have other guys that Casey they can beat you from the perimeter. And I thought that's what Fred did a great job of. They played horrible defense against Wisconsin, then came back strong defensively against Purdue. You just want to see more consistency. I mean, inconsistent. You lose to Creighton by twenty nine. Creighton's not a great. That's
0: not a great Creighton team this year. It's good, but. You just want to see a little more. The Minnesota one is the one you would love to have back. Yeah. Because I, I think if you have that Minnesota win right now, I, I, I'd hate to say it like this, but you feel like, okay, they're they're squarely in today at this point. In the, in the tournament? Yeah. And <laughs> a little early. Not, I mean, not squarely for that. On the though. brackets. Like, there's no hesitation that they would be on brackets. And I think the Purdue win has gotten them on brackets now. Yes. I think their, their percentages to get in the tournament are around 70%. Now. Yeah.
1: And I'll tell you what. Now, if they... Okay, you follow Purdue with wins at Iowa and Rutgers. I just got to tell you, in my role, I got to get serious. In
0: my role as a as
1: a columnist for you, I got to get serious.
0: Is it realistic though to just expect a split on these two road games? I mean, a split wouldn't be bad. And then then you got to beat Northwestern. Yeah. On Danny Knee Day. Yeah. January, Legend's tw- weekend, January twenty
1: sixth. I I don't. Um, I think that's January twenty sixth. Yeah. yeah. But a split wouldn't be bad. But man, if they if they go if they beat Purdue and then win back to back road games, five and two bring in the, the five and two in the league.
0: But then, now the winner gets really serious. They have to bring the energy. And that, that the Wisconsin game, their defensive pressure just wasn't. No, it wasn't needed. there. I watched again. The they weren't. They, not only were they not
1: getting steals, they weren't getting deflections. It was terrible. I was gonna. You remember we were going I was gonna write about that game. And I, it was over. I mean, it was over so fast. It was like, what, what am I going to write about? You were here? so proud of your game plan. You're I like, have, Sean, I'm going to write about hoops. Yep, I had a game plan. I was gonna, I committed my day to it. And then the first five, seven, eight minutes happened. I'm like, well, I'm not writing from this. Because I would have had to hammer him. I didn't want to do that. Real. I didn't really want to do that this early.
0: Then they came and beat produced. So. Right. Good call. Yeah, good call. All right, well, lots going on. Robin Washett, by the way, will be in Iowa City. Um, he's, trekking, that? he's trekking out there Thursday to beat the snow. Um, so <laughs> determined. Rob, Robin determined. is determined. Hey, he brought me back two cases of Spotted Cow beer from Wisconsin. He did? Yeah. I paid him. Did you? <laughs> okay. Obviously. Yeah. So he delivered them to oh, you. Oh, yeah. He, he, he smuggled home four cases of Spotted Cow.
1: I was not a, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big beer drinker. And I was always sort of like, you know, I work with Parker Gabriel, great friend. And he would always talk about spotted cow. He and Baznet, Chris Baznet, and I'd be like, "How could it be this good?" And then I had a drink of it one time. I was like, "Okay,
0: that's serious." That, yeah, it's that's got really kind good. of like a tanginess to it. I can't explain it. Smooth, ta- I, but it's kind of smooth. Yeah, too. it's a good. I popped one open last night, so thank you, Robin. <laughs> Did you relax at the end of that? I got. I had, I got. I was day. in Milford. I mean, I was in Milford. Um, I had to speak at a um uh, event there the, the, the night before so you had to calm down had to calm down um looking forward to tonight springfield legion club but um yeah lots going on make sure you take advantage of huscaronline.com uh promo code nu one and get you two months for one dollar two months for one dollar promo code nu one for steve Sipple i'm sean callahan signing off for another edition of Huskar online headlines